my career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? My relationship is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. I'll never find love. Why can't I be like other gay guys? Hey guys, it's time to get a grip, stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40-plus gay life. Let's get to the show with your tell-it-like-it-is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick or a diva unless you act like one first. So one of the things you probably, not just probably, you struggle with the most, and you struggle, and you hate it, and you fight it, and you get your ass to the gym, and still the fat stays on. And you can't be fat because as a gay man, oh my gosh, it's all about body image, body image, body image, and you struggle with this, and then you beat yourself up, and you end up hating on yourself. Hi, I'm Rick Clemens, and it is time for another episode of 40 Plus Gay Men Gay Talk. And yes, boys, we are talking about fat, 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 and getting our bodies in shape and breaking some rules and doing it a different way because we all struggle with this. In fact, just recently, I did a little post out in the 40 Plus Gay Men Gay Talk Facebook group, and weight loss and getting in shape was the number one thing that everybody says they struggle with the most. And I just happened to have a buddy of mine who's been on my other podcasts, and we've worked together a lot on his speaking career. He's got his second edition of his book out, It's Fat Loss, Not Weight Loss. And I thought, well, I will bring Jack to the rescue and see what he can give us on a new perspective on how do we do this and just kind of dive in. And he's an amazing guy. I'll let him tell us a little bit about what he does. But Jack, I'm super, super, super happy that once again, we're having this conversation, buddy. So thanks for being here. Yeah. And, and you know, and I appreciate you and I appreciate the audience uh, listening because, you know, fat loss is a, is a critical Im- importance um, for weight loss yep. because how many people do you know, they have, they damage their metabolism from doing fat, fat diet after fat diet. And they think, you know, you, you get on the internet, what are they selling you? They're selling you this pill, this powder, this, yep. you know, and, and it's really about education. Mm-hmm. And if you were to just hone in fat loss, I mean, it still is a calorie equation. Sure. Yep. I mean, if, um, in the book, I detail like these seven steps. And one of them is you go on this TDK calculator and you find out wh- where your calories should be in it. You know, it's a guesstimate, but it's a good, it's a good starting point. Um, and, and then you really start figuring out how do we optimize everything else to make your metabolism mm-hmm. run fat faster. And, um, when I, when I wrote this, the, the original book in 2015, a whole bunch of different things changed. So I wanted to update the book. Right. So over the last uh, seven, eight months, I've been really working on honing it in the big picture with this book is like my target market. I'm passionate about this stuff because I, I grew up with a broken brain and skinny fat. And then I gained weight after my thyroid crashed and my testosterone crashed and I had depression, all that kind of stuff. So my, my target is like, Hey, who are the people out there that aren't super interested in it? Like I am. Right. So how do I make this book that it's short, easy, simple to follow and has a little light humor in it. I mean, right. that was the ultimate goal. Um, you know, the, the, the book is something that you could pick up, you could read a chapter and, you know, five, 10 minutes, some are longer, but you know, five, 10 minutes and you could put it down. Right. Yep. And you could skip around, you know, whether you, you want to learn about liquid calories, you want to learn about a broken metabolism or food mm-hmm. or how to kickstart or how to get rid of sugar addictions or making better choices or all these chapters specifically yep. on there. So I wanted to make a super light, but specific because there, you have to get the basics down in order to lose weight. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, and there's, there's a lot of fun tips that we, you know, we could talk about today. Um, but you know, that's still the number one thing when we're looking at fat loss is, Hey, how well is your nutrition? How well is it a timing of your nutrition? Yep. You know, what, what is your exercise program? Like it's, it's so interesting because I just recently, you know, started swimming again. I wasn't able to do much for the first part of the year because I had a broken wrist and physical Mm -hmm. therapy, but I got out and walked every day. And I know, I know my own body because I've been doing this for years. Like even when I was a spin instructor, my body adjusted and like, okay, well that's not, you know, it's keeping me kind of quote toned, but my body adjusts. And then suddenly when all I was doing every day was walking, 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 it's like, that's great getting the cardio in, but my body was like, okay, that's still not enough. And so now that I'm starting to swim, I'm doing the counterbalance to that and like, okay, so I'm going to swim. And then today I'm going to do Peloton and then I'm going to do a walk because I know that for me, when I'm successful at this, it's not just exercise, 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 it's variety. And it's also like, okay, so what do I eat today? That kind of like is a variety, but it also is where do I keep my focus, you know? Mm -hmm. And one of the things I learned for myself was, really not so much quote counting calories (laughs) it's like really observing what i eat and just Mm -hmm. like going okay instead of doing a a a heaping spoonful of honey every morning in my coffee i take a small spoon just enough to sweeten it a little tiny bit split that between two cups of coffee and call it good and and one of my friends and i were talking about this and he's like so just honey alone, I'm like, no, but it's starting to observe that stuff. When I get those pangs of hunger, you know, like mid morning or something, I have a nice little tub of almonds. I grab a, a quick little small handful of almonds. Cause I know that's something that really satiates my appetite and it carries me through, but it keeps my metabolism going too. And I think these are probably some of the things you probably talk about is really starting to understand what you're putting in your body and what you're, you know, doing to get the output of getting the calories burned as well. Yeah. And and one of the things that people do incorrectly, and this could be a good note for you in the audience is you have to metabolically position fat loss. And all that Mm -hmm. means is you have to eat a meal that's going to increase your metabolism for hours. And then you really don't want to take in any calories, nothing Mm -hmm. like black Mm -hmm. coffee. That's it. Water, um, tea, like nothing with calories because everything you eat, you have to burn. So if you think of your, your body has these, energy storage systems, you know, in your muscles and your liver, and it stores the sugar and your body primarily uses sugar. Um, when you start wanting to burn fat specifically for energy, you would eat, you know, a meal. I'll, I'll just give you an example of my day. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that might be a little bit easier. Uh, I wake up first thing in the morning. Um, I, I go to the bathroom. I drink water sometimes. I mean, I have to take a thyroid medication, so I have to wait a little while, but I normally advise people to have just black coffee. And then if you can go for, go for a walk, you know, get some natural sun in your eye, do some yoga in the backyard, do something light for 30 minutes, start that fat burning process. Mm-hmm. My, my first meal typically is at nine o'clock. Uh, my second meal is at lunch, which is around noon, 1230, one, depending on my schedule. My last meal is, you know, sometimes four in the afternoon. Now, like last night we went out to dinner, so it was later, but for the most part, I condensed my eating window into about eight hours. Mm-hmm. I'm eating three meals. When I was a professional drug-free bodybuilder, um, you know, I would eat six meals a day. And when I stopped, you know, training so hard and not being able to, I'm, I'm going to be 45, I'm coming up on 45. 
uh, I can't work out like I w- was when I was a professional, right. you know, in my late twenties, thirties, I'm a completely different person. I can't handle that much food. So, you know, I'm eating three meals and no snacks and I'm able to burn more fat in between meals. My body fat's low. I mean, I have a six pack all year round. I have, right. you know, striations everywhere, but it's, it's because I'm consistent. Now I'm consistent with everything and I don't track my food anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know like you were talking about, um, if I want to lose a little weight and sometime in the winter, I'll put like, you know, grass fed butter in my coffee just cause I love it. You know, just taking those little staples out of your diet and then just seeing what happens over a week or two, you start losing weight. Yep. Uh, my, my workouts are at different times. Sometimes they're two in the afternoon. Sometimes they're 11, yep. uh, depending on when I could sneak out. Um, so later in the day, you should be, you know, exercising with weights. Uh, but you really want to think about and not snacking so much, mm-hmm. right? Because you want to give your metabolism that jump. And then in between meals, you want to burn fat for energy. I think that's where people go wrong. They put a little Splenda in their water and they drink zero water or they have coffee with, and I love coffee with everything. I love coffee period. Um, But you get used to drinking black coffee after a while. Mm -hmm. So wake up, do a little cardio, you know, sometime in the afternoon, hit some weights, you know, try eating around three, three to five meals. If you have to have some snacks, have a couple, that's completely fine. But eventually you, you can, you can go off of that. Right. But it's, it's also interesting too to like, you know, everybody's inundated with like, okay, we'll do this or, or, you know, do the, um, you know, I can't think of the name of it, but the, the fasting, you know, like the intermittent fasting. And I did that for a while, which was not, I would say it's pretty much consistently how I kind of already eat, but I found that when I was really like, okay, I'm going to eat from this time to this time there was times I'm like, okay, this isn't working for me because my, I felt so damn sluggish and things weren't working. Mm -hmm. And I think it comes down to find what works for you, you know, and work it into your lifestyle, plain and simple. And that, that makes complete sense. I mean, the number one rule of nutrition is out with the bad. And then the number two Mm -hmm. rule is straight up. What do you like to eat? That's nutrient dense. That is healthy for you. That's not loaded or with sugar. Um, Cause, cause that's a, that's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll give you another example. Cause I, I mean, I, I like, I think examples are a little bit easier so people can yep. grab onto it. I mean, I get an, I have an arugula and it's going to sound weird, but I have an arugula salad every morning, um, with olive oil, nuts, uh, walnuts, blueberries, goat cheese. Uh, then I'll have it with a protein shake with mm-hmm. collagen and, um, some protein in there, uh, with some green tea mixed in. Yep. Uh, then I'll usually have a little dark chocolate with it at lunch. Yeah. It's usually, a, it's a smoothie and the smoothies have a bunch of greens in it. I use uh, frozen broccoli sprouts. I use blueberries, strawberries, raspberries. Um, I have chickens. So I use the egg yolks from the chickens. You don't want to use the egg whites. So you start losing your hair like me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then sometimes I'll have it with a, I have a standard processed protein bar and then dinner's always different, right? I just, I, I'm making it where I, it's foods that I really actually enjoy. Yep. Um, you know, and I make the protein shake actually taste better with uh, whey protein. Mm-hmm. I should have said that um, vanilla from Thorn. Uh, so I, I, I like that. It's it's simple, convenient. And then dinner's usually all, it's always different. Mm-hmm. Um, I switch it up. And, you know, so what, what would you say to somebody who's like, OK, Jack, I absolutely cannot do that, that liquid diet protein shake sort of thing. Then what? Oh, the, the, there's a hundred other options. I would say whatever you have for dinner the next night, have it for your your lunch. Mm-hmm. I mean, something simple like that. And yep. you can combine a lot of snacks. Like I have, I have mixed nuts in my bag and then sometimes that's a meal. I'll, I'll combine yep. that. Exactly. With, um, like I have some, I, I can't even get home tonight. So I have some, I made some fish 
Um, yep. Some salmon was frozen in the toaster oven last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was simple. But I think uh, this I, is what people miss sometimes. And then other people that I've talked to, and you know, my background is nutrition and dietetics. So I kind of get some of this, even though I don't haven't been in that world in a while, but sure. sometimes it's like, okay, but like even this morning, I'll just use this morning. I got up, I knew I had a late call tonight, so I won't get done till seven. So I went ahead and made all the dinner stuff, either do it right before that call, or I may not eat till seven, but every bit of what I made is something that I know I could eat again tomorrow for my lunch. And I know mm-hmm. I made enough for that. So, mm-hmm. that, you know, and one of the things my husband and I really do a lot of is a lot of meal prep on the weekends. It's like, okay, we're going to get these things made. You know, mm-hmm. one of the things that we cook a lot is chicken and we'll have chicken. We'll take the chicken tenders. We cook them up, grill them out. We'll make enough that however we want to use them throughout the week. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes my meal will be literally some raw spinach and a couple of, you know, the chicken, you know, tenders. And I'll either saute it or I'm like, man, I'm, I'm kind of on a busy roll here today. So we keep like leaf lettuce and stuff like that around. Mm -hmm. I'll grab a couple of leaf lettuces and a couple of chicken tenders, roll them up. Maybe a little touch of hummus on I'm good, but I'm always thinking about what is it that I enjoy eating? Yes. Okay. Yes. I enjoy chocolate chip cookies too, but that's not part of my equation, except on a rare occasion. I'm like, okay, I go, I'm going to splurge tonight, but the simplicity of having things ready to go to me is what has helped us stay pretty consistent on, Hey, we don't eat a, I can't even think of other than maybe, hmm, maybe lunch meat every once in a while mm-hmm. and maybe a processed rice. That's about it of the processed yeah. stuff we eat these days. And I've seen it. I mean, I've only been back to swimming and being on, we're kind of on the Mediterranean like quote meal plan, so to speak. Not, I don't even call it a diet, the Mediterranean way of eating. Sure. Smart. I don't think I've had to do a whole lot and I've seen the difference. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it in my face. I see it in my body and I know swimming's helping because, you know, and I think that's the other piece is find the thing you love doing exercise wise. Yeah. And and, in the book, we, there's four questions we ask, you know, specifically for exercise. And one of them is what do you like to do? Because um, I'm, I'm not a big runner, right? I don't want to jog. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'll run some sprints or play some soccer with my kids. Like I'll, I'll do that kind of right. stuff uh, because I love it, but you know, I'm not going to wake up and go for a, a, a six mile jog. It's just yeah. not me. So why would I force somebody else to do that? If it's what you do every day, that's what counts. Not what you do every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to come back to something you were talking about earlier, that intermittent fasting, or it's called time restricted fasting, yep. you know, whatever you want to categorize it. A lot of these little things, you know, make a 10% or maybe even a 4% gain. So for example, um, like photobiomodulation, like these big red lights people use, like the Juve light or whatever these companies are, right? right. They, you know, that I use one at night. Um, that, that might that might make a 2% gain, right? That's yep. it. And that's all, you know, sauna, you're going to increase your growth hormone a teeny bit. Um, you're going to sweat out some toxins a teeny bit. It's, it's not a huge thing. Um, there's all these little things that could help a little bit. Yep. The, the little things add up the big results over yep. time. And, and that's the thing is people just aren't consistent. Mm-hmm. The main three things still with weight loss is straight up your nutrition because eating the right types of nutrients in the body at the right time, which, you know, I really detail in the book, fiber, fat, and protein, you know, getting a lot of vegetables, eating your protein and, and healthy fats, they're going to lower inflammation in the body and inflammation. When you lower inflammation in the body, all of a sudden, 
like my testosterone was, was low. And I went and saw my endocrinologist because my thyroid, and I did a really heavy detox program um, for four months. One of the things I do as an alternative medicine doctor in my practice, I do, you know, a lot of detoxification and my testosterone was binding to my receptors better. So he's like, you know, your testosterone's working better. It's not really that much higher. So again, so that was just a little bit of a bump. What I'm saying is a lot of times when you're going to find something, do it consistently and do it for the long haul. And that's the key, like cold showers, cold thermogenesis. You know, a great hack is to wake up first thing in the morning, maybe right. get some uh, saline cinnamon, put it or, or berberine with some black coffee, go for, you know, uh, a 30 minute walk, hit a cold shower for four minutes. And that helps. How much does it help? Again, maybe that's that, that cinnamon in the coffee is, is about 2%. And so is the cold shower. When we look at all this stuff as a whole, I mean, the, the main things are nutrition, sleep, and exercise. Yep. <laughs> you, and when you start optimizing those, yep. that's when yep. things get better. I mean, because ex- I, I put stress management, of course, of course. Um, but I, I, I exercise really helps with that a lot. And, and so does meditation. And I talk about that in the book, uh, but it, it's really about these, these fine tuning tweaks. And, you know, in the book, I, I have, you know, 25 chapters that help you fine tune everything. And that's mm-hmm. all it's for. Mm-hmm. It's just that little bit of education and knowledge. And I'm not selling you anything in, in the book, um, but knowledge. I'm just giving knowledge away. But don't you uh, think so- for most people, the, and you just brought it up, because I know this is one of my, I, and I've talked to my doctor about it. I, we've worked on this. And, and today is a perfect example of this. So sleep is huge. Huge. Absolutely huge. It is huge. And I mean, I know I'm at the age where there's going to be certain times I get up, but mm-hmm. I cannot get through a complete night of sleep without being up two or three times. But mm-hmm. then about every third day, I will sleep all the way through. So one of the things I've started noticing, hey, and I, I do the sleep, you know, the sleep habits, like I go to bed at the same exact time every night. Mm-hmm. I have my, you know, sleep cleanse stuff that I do where I'm like, okay, I know I do this. And then, you know, that's Mm kind of what gets me into that space. What I've been doing recently is like, okay, what did I eat that day versus what did I eat this day? Because I I can tell that that's probably part of also I know too, like, so like today's another good example. I know I won't get to swim today, but I know I've got time to go get out and get sun and get a good walk in today because I've got a good couple hour gap. But if I didn't do that, and this is what I know to be true for me, and that's not, I'm not saying this, what's going to be true for everybody else that will have an effect on my sleep too. If I got clear to the end of the day and I didn't get any exercise other than stand up desk, sit down, stand up desk, sit down, you know, okay. There's a little bit of movement there, but I know if I don't get some form of cardio exercise or movement or something, I won't sleep plain and simple. Sleep starts with the second you wake up. Yes. You know, I mean, I do genetic testing in the office. Uh, Like I'm a slow caffeine metabolizer. So I I can't have caffeine after one o'clock or I I just, it wrecks my deep sleep. I cannot watch any kind of TV or be on my phone at night. Um, I wear uh, dark, like those blackout glasses. They're Mm -hmm. they're red from true dark. Um, I, I wear those at night or I wreck my sleep. So I've always just been a bad sleeper. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it really sleep hygiene starts from first thing in the morning, getting out and getting some natural sunlight, not being under artificial lights too long. I mean, yep. even when I'm on, in my office, I'll wear, you know, these glasses that help with a lot of the, 
the right. blue light from the computer yep. and whatnot. Yep. Um, it's all these, again, it's, it's these little things, but when you make it as not like an overwhelming fee and you're like, Hey, I'm just going to learn about, I don't know. I'm going to learn about exercise today. I'm going to find something I'm going to like to do. And, and I'd like to point this out where I think it's the biggest mistake with exercise, two things, and you hit on it. First, what do you like to do? I'll say three, actually. The second one is, Hey, when can you do it? And then when you really look at it is you have to track it, right? It's really important to track it. Um, especially if, if, if you want to, if you want to lose weight, you have to build muscle. Muscle burns fat 24 hours a day. And if you're, you're, you're going to the gym or you're running sprints outside, or you're, you're doing these things that, you know, should have some form of calculation behind them. You want to beat that every time because it, then you have a direction, right? So, Hey, I'm going to the gym and here's my workout. It's already written out. I know the, the amount of sets I'm doing and the weights, and I know what I did last time. I'm going to try to beat it from the week before. It's really important to just get a simple journal. And, you know, and, I, and again, I talk about it a lot in the book, but it's critical because, I mean, I see people going to the gym every single day over, you know, 20 years. My first gym membership was 1992, you know, I, and I see these people and I'm like, I'm no genetic, I'm not genetically gifted. I was a skinny fat kid. I didn't have any muscle. I wasn't, un I was uncoordinated. I didn't play sports. I had a broken brain. I mean, I, it, you know, nutrition and exercise and all this stuff, you know, saved my life. Yep. Uh, and that's why I'm so passionate about it. But really think about really journaling your exercise. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a huge tip, which will make a big difference over again, six months. You might not be able to tell in a day or a week, um, but you, you'll be able to tell over the next six months. Mm -hmm. And that's the critical thing. It's so interesting because, and, and the thing is, is guys, if you're listening to this and some of you are going to know this, some of you are going to be like, okay, I can't imagine journaling this or I can't imagine. Oh, yeah, there are so many apps out there at this point that make this so easy. It's, yeah. it's so easy. I mean, I, I use a couple of different ones. I've used Strava. I've used um, for the, the food journaling. I use my plate and if nothing else, and, and I love your perspective on this, Jack, but what I found for me, if nothing else, when I sit down and go, okay, what did I, oh, I had coffee with honey this morning. Oh, I had a banana. Oh, suddenly as I can watch those, and I know they're like estimating calories and stuff, but as I can watch this, it keeps me in tune. It keeps me yeah. going, okay, all right, yeah, I got this. You know, when I look at my workout schedule, I go, oh, crap, I forgot to record. Like, I just realized, oh, I forgot to record my swim yesterday. I'm yeah. going to get on there and record that because it's it's my it keeps my psyche going like, hey, don't let yourself down, man. You yeah. know, and I think that's the thing. And yes, if if journaling to me, to you seems like something that, oh, my gosh, I can't imagine doing it. Try it for a week. Try it yeah. for 10 days. You will and and try actually try it for 21 days because habits get built in 21 days. And once you start doing it, you will see it isn't that big a deal. It's so easy. I mean, there are days that yes, I'm busy, 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 busy. And then the moment that you know I'm finally done and I'm taking my little like, okay, we're gonna watch our, our TV for this evening. Half the time the TV's just playing in the background while I'm recording this and I'm recording that on my, you know boom, done. And I've got everything. I'm like, okay, I had a pretty good day. Yeah. And I think sometimes, yes, you can go to the gym, not knock on the gym, but sometimes it's not just going to the gym. It's like starting to track what you're doing. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Making that difference. Uh, I mean, I've had such strange things with weight loss. Mm-hmm. Such we. I mean, I had a, 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 this guy who was just chronically dehydrated, just chronically. I mean, his big breakthrough was literally, literally, we had him put a reminder on his phone every half an hour, and he would drink ten ounces. He would just drink ten ounces of water, like, you know, or, or excuse me, I think it was six six ounces of water every half an hour. And it was a breakthrough. I mean, the guy lost like 15 pounds over a month. He did nothing different. But right. you know what was happening? He was dehydrated. So because he was dehydrated, he was constantly looking for sugar or ice cream because it mm-hmm. was it was hydrating him. And he didn't realize, who, who realizes this stuff if you don't study it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and I think also for guys as we get older, and again, maybe this is just me, but I have noticed I can't eat as much as I used to. Even no, though the mind is kind of like, hey, oh, wow. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Like a week ago, or I was over the weekend, we we tried this new Mexican place. I'm like, okay, this was our splurge, kind of our splurge day. We're like, let's do this. And we got this ginormous burrito that we shared plus nacho. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so much freaking food. And I've started to notice that a lot when I'm doing mm. stuff, especially if I go when we go out. If we go out, I'm like, I know I'm looking for a I'm looking for the stuff that I'm like, OK, what do I really want to eat? Yeah, I'm kind of looking around the restaurant watching. OK, what's coming out? Because I, I don't I'm typically not the kind of person to waste food. But I want to make sure that if I'm going to get something, it's going to be something I think I can take home and I'm going to reconsume the next day. Otherwise, it's not getting ordered or it's something I'm going to eat there and I'm going to be OK with like, OK, I'm only going to eat this much and I'm going to leave it because I know for me, I don't have a I don't have that metabolism like I used to where I could like pound away the food and go, OK, cool. It's going to just kind of I really have to lean into a my mindset, number one. And I got to lean into my body and go, nope, that's enough. Such a different way to be in the world. So, so what have you seen for most men other than a lot of the stuff we've already talked about? Yeah. But what do you feel like for most men is the kicker for them getting into this other way of being with their body and weight loss and all this stuff? I know what it is for me, but I'm curious if you've seen a consistent pattern. I, what, what I feel is it's mainly an energy thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a straight up energy. Like if you're eating horrible and you're not exercising and you're sleeping poorly because you're watching Netflix until 12 AM, you, you just don't have energy. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's that switch you have to flip. And a lot of times I tell it's just starting with exercise. It's just getting that energy in motion you know, exercise is the number one antidepressant. Um, it helps you sleep at night. It it's, helps with stress, anxiety. And then you start tweaking your diet a little bit. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I, I got to really focus on sleep. Right. And, you know, it, but I, I think the first thing is just, it's just getting moving. Mm-hmm. And, and that could be as simple as just taking a walk. Exactly. You know, I mean, it, it's just literally, I, I had a guy lost, lose, excuse me, lose um, uh, 86 pounds and he was this high school football player, um, had, I think, four kids and had a, tr- a job where he was just constantly traveling and he hated exercise. You know, he was he was a big like football player, like everybody right. loved him. And, and then after high school got over, no, nobody cared anymore and he didn't right. care. And he had no motivation to do anything. But he he like you, he said, I, you know, I, I used to love to swim. So basically what he did, he just started waking up every single morning and swimming. He just enjoyed it mm-hmm. um, every day he swam. And, you know, and then we started tweaking his diet. Then we started working on some sleep stuff 
And, you know, in, in a year he lost, it was like 80 something pounds. It was ridiculous. I mean, he was a big guy. He needed, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he had so many limitations. He couldn't fit into, you know, most of the, even the equipment at the gym. And right. he didn't want to go to a gym. He right. was embarrassed. I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. So it was just that kickstart. Hey, he found that exercise. It gave him energy. You know, the next day he prepared some food and it was just this rolling, rolling momentum. Yep. And, and I think it, that's the, it is getting the rolling momentum. And again, dialing into what you know you enjoy, whether it's, and again, when we say enjoy about the food, it's like the healthy foods that you know you enjoy. I, I love Brussels sprouts. My husband can't stand them, but I love them. So when I cook them, I cook enough that I can have some leftovers. And I know it's something I just really enjoy. I love spinach. So when I make spinach, I make plenty of it. I can consume a, anybody who's a Trader Joe's person, those big bags of spinach that, that you get at Trader Joe's. I can eat a whole bag of that spinach like for a meal and be like totally satisfied. Yeah. But I know this is what I enjoy. You know, and I, I've started really leaning into, okay, what is it I enjoy? I hadn't eaten grapes in a long time, but it, it's grapes to me are one of those great things you can kind of eat and consume. Don't have to eat a lot of them, but they fill me up. They fill mm-hmm. me up so quickly and learning those sort of things about, okay, here's the foods that are high density, low calorie, but they, they satiate the appetite mm-hmm. to me. That is the thing. Yeah. And even in some of the meals, so maybe I'm having that smoothie with a bunch of greens in there and the protein powder and, you know, those, those egg yolks for my chickens, um, you know, then, then having it chewing on a little bit of organic dark chocolate, you know, maybe even a decent amount of it because I love it. And it's, it's, it's good for you. Right. Um, And sometimes you just need that. You just need that, you know, noshing, chewing something to kind of like get everything in place, you know, and I've had a lot of friends and a lot of gay men that I've worked with who have gone through this, everything they've gone through, but definitely they start, you know, the whole body thing, like, but I need to chew something. I'm like, well, yeah, but do you need to chew a whole plate of food? That's the question you need to ask yourself. Mm -hmm. I can, I can grab a banana and go, gosh, that tasted good. Add a few, you know, pieces of almonds with it. I'm like, I'm solid. Let's go. Good. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think sometimes you've got to really dial in to this. What is the habit you think you have to have versus what if you tweak it? What if you actually make something happen? That's a little bit different Yeah. And before you know what these little tweaks and I've seen it. I mean, you know, this has been a tough year for me, like, okay, well for everybody, but um, you know, coming yeah. out of, you know, COVID and not being able and not going to the gym and yes, mm-hmm. doing a lot of walking and everything. And then the, broke my wrist. I'm like, okay, man, I'm never going to get there. And even being on a Peloton bike, I just, I, you know, I, I can sit on it. I still can't put a lot of pressure on my wrist. And I'm like, okay, well, what can I do? Well, I used to teach spin. So I love the Peloton, but I I realized it's good, but it's not my, it's not as much my jam anymore because it's just me with the instructor, but Hey, I'll do a 15, 20 minute Peloton golden. But then Go do the other thing that you like, swim. Go do the other thing you like, walk. Yeah. Keep that going. And it's like those little things that you keep dialing into that suddenly become, okay, yeah, this is what I'm going to do next. And this is what I'm going to do next. And, and it's always about tweaking. You're just tweaking mm-hmm. little things. So, yep. um, you know, I break down exercise and the exercise chapter into three things. You know, there's something to build muscle or anaerobic. Yep. You know, strength training, anaerobic, this mm-hmm. not just strength training, sprints and all that. And then there's aerobic. So, you know, increasing your heart rate. And then there's a neat non-exercise active thermogenesis. 
and I, and I, I break it down in some, you know, some charts. You need the most amount of movement that need non-exercise active thermogenesis. Yep. And I give tips like when, when can you do it? Right. You have a standing desk or, you know, you give a kettlebell and you, you pass it around to the office. They have people do kettlebell swings mm-hmm. get other people involved. And then it just becomes fun and it's easy and it's not hard. And, you know, and you're, you know, not like you have to do this or you, or, yep. you know, how many times you're on a meeting, you grab your cell phone and you, you, you take a walk while you're talking. Like, why exactly. not? I mean, it's and, just, and that's it's why I'm such a proponent. And it's interesting because you caught me in between stuff as yeah. we're recording this. But <clears throat> the last call I did was a coaching call, and that call, the stand up desk was up. I'm like, okay, cool. That I spent 30, 45 minutes standing. Now, this for this podcast, I'm sitting. The next call I'll be on, I'll be standing up. And it doesn't take a whole lot to do this. And some people be like, well, I don't have a stand up desk or I'm at a place. There is so much you can do, even if you're in a traditional work environment, mm-hmm. that somebody swings by your cubicle or you're like headed to a meeting, say, hey, I'm going to stand through this meeting. Does anybody have a problem through with that? Yeah. And if they do, that's on them. Say, hey, I'm trying to make sure I'm not always sitting in sedentary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and people respect that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, at my old office, I didn't have a standing desk. I had books. I yeah. used... I use uh, some college books and yeah. God knows I had enough of them. <laughs> right. And exactly. I, just, I would pile everything up. I'd pile my keyboard on books and my mouse on books yep. and my monitor on books. Yep. I could care less. One of the things uh, that I, 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 one of the things I found most helpful when I was, and it's been years since I've been in that work environment, but even so Jack and I met through, he did a course called booked and paid to speak. And I was a speaking coach. And even as a team, when we have our team meetings for booked and paid to speak, okay, first of all, there is no office. We're all virtual, mm-hmm. but it's so interesting to see how many of us have stand-up desks and we get together for those team meetings. And I would say 70% of us are standing at our stand-up desks. Such an interesting concept. And all it takes is like making the move. When I was in the cubicle world, if my boss said, hey, can, can we chat for a minute? I'm like, sure. You want to go outside and take a walk as we chat? Oh, that's a great idea. It's the simple little things that start to make all the difference. And that's what I love about what you're doing here, Jack, and what you've done with the book. Again, the book is it's fat loss, not weight loss. And I've got it downloaded on my Kindle. I downloaded it last night, starting to read through it. Probably be a great thing for me to read through as I'm in Palm Springs this weekend, hopefully laying by the pool without it getting too hot, but either way, but uh, oh, I wish I knew I was out there recently. Remember? I told uh, you? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Man. Nice yeah. So um, any last minute tip you'd like to throw the guys that are listening, because I know there's so much in the book, but something else that might just be one last quick tip that maybe it'll spawn something for somebody to take with them and, and put into play. Literally the number one tip is it's what you do every single day. That's what counts. And you know what, and if you Mm -hmm. miss something that one day um, you know, I, I, there was a few things I missed yesterday and the next day I just did it again. It doesn't matter. You know, if you eat bad one day, it's okay. Who cares? And you, you start over the next day. Um, and don't beat yourself up. You know, when, when you just focus on that goal, that's critical. So think about what can you do every single day? That's what counts. Weave it into your life and, and you'll see results. Just don't think it's going to happen in a day or a two, uh, but, you know, track it in six months from, from now you'll, you'll be in way better condition instead yep. of going on some kind of stupid uh, part of my, my words here, but these, these yep. crazy fad diets with these crazy stuff. I mean, my whole, if you could see back there, I have a whole office full of 
of nutritional products there. I don't even call them supplements or herbs right. and glandulars or whatever, but um, you know, they're real. Um, but yep. 90% of the stuff you find on the market, and there's a 95% failure rate with that stuff on the market. Yep. It's just junk. So don't get caught up in that. Yep. Find out what the education is. And you know, that that's really critical. So yeah. you guys can check me out at jackkunkel.com. I want to get on your, your, um, your forum for, is it on Facebook? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll get you get connected on. there. Yeah. So um, love we love it. Yeah. And any guys who are having like questions and stuff, I mean, it's pretty open forum. We just like talk about stuff and um, yeah, it'd be great to have you there, man. So I love it. And love thanks it. again, man, for being on the podcast. Always enjoy our conversations. Love that you're sharing with my, my community and being open to it. That means a lot. Yeah. And um, you know, cause Hey, it isn't just, it isn't just the heterosexuals that get fat us gay guys get fat too. So um, yeah. <laughs> Good to have you here, man. And thanks again for being with us. Thank you. That's a wrap for 40 plus gay men, gay talk where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 plus gay men, gay talk where the conversations continue.